Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Atlanta's best golf experts right here on Atlanta's Golf Station. Now more of the Golf Show on Atlanta's Sports Station. The it's Fan. the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the you heard the laughter seven. of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Live so much? I'll reach across and slap him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge it. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I'm going to be Nina Caddy. Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back and not give me just a little ring? Help me keep my head You have circled an area of interest. Oh, and that's not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the hall, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. Set right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. Which actually means this is a waste of everybody's time. Happy Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. I'm Brian Katrick. I'm not sitting in the studio with Chris Mascaro from the Next on the T podcast. He also does... I love live, and if you live love, <laughs> you'll love live too. Podcast. <laughs> good morning, BK. And uh, good morning, Chris. Also in there from Team Ross Golf. You'll find him at the Dogwood Golf Club most of the time. It's Jr. Ross. Good morning, Jr. BK. Great to talk to you. How you doing today? Uh, I'm great. I'm down in Orlando, not Orlando, I'm down in uh, Florida, St. Augustine, the PGA Tour in Orlando, Bay Hill, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And uh, it is a, it's one of the designated events. The sun has been shining. The wind has been blowing. It's not going to be the case today. But the sun's going to shine. And uh, I love it. I absolutely love the Florida swing. I would agree, 100%. Just, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yep, just love it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like when golf gets to the uh, so, East Coast, I feel like it's finally here, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's in our backyard. And you're at Arnie's yeah. place, or, theoretically. True. Right. No, I've well, been been there plenty of times. It's a special spot. Actually, finally, after all of these years, finally got to play it. Nice. Is it, that right? Only, it, was only about, yeah, it was only about two years ago. Yeah, I'd never played it. Uh, the uh, the USM tour. We got to have Ryan Moore on from the USM tour. They're here in town. They they they've got tours all over the place. But back when it was the Golf Channel Am tour, they had an event that allowed you to play Bay Hill. I mean, it, Bay Hill's open to the public. You can go play. It's the Bay Hill Club and Lodge. You can go get a room there. There are stay and play packages available. And when you get the room there, you're staying right behind uh, the the green there at nine. It's not eighteen. Eighteen's across the street, but uh, I mean, it's awesome, but uh, I had never played it. What so time of year did you I finally play, get to play? What time of year was it? That's a good question. I don't, uh, I don't actually remember that. It was. Uh, feel like it was in the middle of the summer. I feel like I just played a true, uh, just an all Bermuda golf course. They okay. overseed the rough. Yes. There, but uh, I feel like I just played an all Bermuda course. So what's it like teeing it like up on w- seventeen and eighteen? Uh, 18 is the best. 17 is a pain in the neck. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. 17 is a 200 yard part three, you know, over water with the, uh, it, that, that's a mess. But, uh, but yeah, 18 was, was historic. I don't remember what I did. I do remember that I got, that I got killed on the par fives that day. Just killed. I think I played the par fives like six over. 
Ooh, wow. on the on the four par fives, and and may have shot six over for the day. So that's abnormal for you. Just you normally play the par fives well. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Heck, I, I take six happens. over at Bay Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walk that, off with a seventy-eight. Was, I'm I'm all in. I was fine with it. Yeah, Absolutely. It something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So the big story this week involves the PGA Tour. They they continue to to make changes to how the tour runs, and this is one hundred percent in reaction to what's gone on in professional golf. Uh, goes all the way back to that meeting that uh, the players only meeting last year uh, in uh, where was it Maryland? Sounds right, West Virginia. Uh, I don't know, somewhere, something like somewhere up there. <laughs> Tiger and uh, Tiger and it was in Delaware is where it was. Uh, Tiger and uh, Ricky Fowler went to it, even though they weren't in the field. Uh, and and the whole point was, in response to what's going on, hey, we we got we got to reward the players. That's that's one of the points that Phil made. It's one of the points that Greg Norman made. Greg Norman wanted the top guys make. He wanted the top guys making more money. Uh, well, the top guys were already play, making plenty of money, but he wanted the top guys to be a bigger circle of top guys. Okay, fair enough. Uh, they have unlimited money, so it was very easy for them to do. So the PGA Tour, how are we going to get there? What are we going to do? You know, we can't do nothing. We got to do something. And what they did was the the, the players, for the first time ever, and you got to understand how this sport works, but the players for the first time ever said, hey, to the commissioner, all right, you get, you can tell us where to play. We'll go. And they got 17 designated events. Now a couple of those are, you know, four of those are majors. So there, there were designated events that the players were going to play anyway. But you got to keep in mind, unlike baseball, where when the Braves schedule comes out, you know the team's going to be in all of those places, and you know all the stars are going to be there. And unless you catch your guy on a on a rare day off, you're going to see that player in that city on that date. That's not how it worked in golf. Okay, so we that, that was the big change, and you got to understand that so that this this story makes sense. This is one of the designated events this week, and they're talking about what's going to happen with the designated events next year. This year, they said, all right, we got 17 of them. Uh, we need you at all of them. Now, if you don't qualify for one of the majors, that's fine. If you're hurt, that's fine. We don't know what that means. <laughs> and we'll give you one pass. Rory, for example, one of them was the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii, first week of the year. I he didn't, didn't want see to it. play. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his excuse was. I was going by my bike. <laughs> he used a, he used his pass. <laughs> by the way, timeout. Cullen Madden had a whale of a morning. Uh, he he'd been scrambling all morning, and uh, that kid he he shows some hustle, doesn't he, boys? Yeah, he does. Let people behind the glass a little yeah. bit. Just a little just a little technical error to start us off on the Sunday morning, but you know, we gotta figure it out before the show. We are rocking and rolling. That's right. Yeah, you did a lot behind the scenes. I'm sure Adam Crooks was quite helpful. He was. <laughs> As I said something to him, he goes, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no. But he learned it. He did. No doubt. He learned it. I was I, my box was routed into another studio and it was just a we we didn't know. But Cullen chased it all down around the entire building. Shout, and out, it shout out. out to Matt Lear. <laughs> Matt Lear. Shout out. All right. So uh, so we're, we're going to cut to the chase here. The PGA Tour is going to make an announcement next week. The Players' Championship is next week. The commissioner addresses everybody. They have a players' meeting next week. Uh, word is that they're going to change the number of designated events. It's going down. They're going to remove the requirement for these guys to play in all the designated events. They've got ways for the guys to get in the designated events, but the designated events are not going to be full fields. We had 120 players this week at Bay Hill uh, that they're going to be down basically 78 player fields. Somewhere between 70 and 80 is where we're at. So 78 player fields. Uh, there's also the chance that they're going to have no cut in those 78 player fields. Again, there was a memo sent to the players that included all this information he hasn't made the actual announcement yet because they have one meeting left. And at the end of that meeting, then the commissioner the next day is going to announce what they're doing. So it's Tuesday morning 
They're going to have the meeting to basically argue about what was in this memo. Chris, you've read the memo. Indeed. Uh, uh, we shouldn't have read the memo. This memo was to PGA Tour players. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it got leaked as they knew it would. So what do you think? I don't know. I'm struggling, BK, because, first of all, I, 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 we're trying to grow the game. We're trying to be better for the game and all this. And I understand this is for the top players and for the top players to earn more money. What happens to the guys that are 80 or 90 to 150? How do the, you know these guys yes. have an opportunity to play in? I get that. But they're, they're 80 or 90 to 150 for a reason. And now all of a sudden I feel like, look, the, the, the playoffs – they're, they're, they're a reduced field from what we've seen in the past, right? Less players. Now we're going to have less players having an opportunity to play in events? I, I'm, I'm struggling, man. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you knew where that yep, was you're not be. alone. You knew where that was going. <laughs> well, he loves, he loves Liz. Oh. And, he, and, 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 and he lives love. I'll tell you that much. So why do you love uh, Liv yes. so much? <laughs> All right, Jr. I'm glad I get to follow that one. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what all of the, I'm going to give you the well, the most positive look at all this because everybody in the field at Bay Hill has already talked about this. So you get yeah. So, so you've got a lot of valuable insight. I guess yes. I think there's a little bit of a spin on what's coming out. I mean, of why they're doing it. Uh, I think we all know why they're doing it. Uh, I don't think they have to do it. I no. mean, the PJ Tour to me is the number one brand. It's uh, it's always going to be the number okay, one brand. Fair enough. So that's how I look at it. They didn't have to do it. Uh, yeah, I guess to, I wish they, me, I guess me, I wish they didn't do it. To me, this is 1980, and we've gone back to New Coke. Right? <laughs> we we didn't need to do this. <laughs> we, we, you know, Pepsi right. had one percent of the market share, so let's change Coke to match what the one percent has. What? Why? Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's let's take this issue by issue. And again, there have been a lot of guys that have commented on this this week. And uh, there's plenty of things. Max Homa said something that I wouldn't have thought of in 100 years. And it's good to see that neither of you guys figured it out either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you, you, didn't, I, you didn't give me that. You, I probably have that in my pocket right yeah, now. Just, JR does. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Uh, go ahead. Right. Yeah. Don't tear All right. Sure you do. <laughs> you can, you, now's the time, JR. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Um, Let's hear it. All right. So, obviously, so why are we doing these designated events to begin with? All right. Well, we and it's tw- they're $20 million purses. Why are we doing it? Well, it's because we want to get the stars together. All right. So that in and of itself is a fine idea. That's what Greg's doing. He's got his stars. He's got all of his players at all of his events. Now, stars has to be said in air quotes with uh, with that tour, but he's got all his players at all his events. If you're a Bubba Watson guy and you go to the live event in Tucson, you're going to see him. Period. He's going to be there. So so that's that's one nice thing. Uh, why in this it's not in this memo, but we're expecting this next week at the tours uh, tours announcement. The way they're going to do this is a rhythm of two designated events. Then three regular events, then two designated events, and three regular events, or something like that. Which means that in between designated events, you're going to have the opportunity to play your way into these fields. All right, well, the problem with that, as pointed out with Max Homa, what, what happened is the, the sponsors, John Deere is who wanted these events, the designated events, to be smaller. Uh, Valspar, let's look at Valspar, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Valspar is coming up after two designated events, after Bay Hill and the players. What kind of field was Valspar going to get? Yes. Well, they were going to get number 121, you know, or they're going to get the guy that didn't get in those others. Well, if you shorten these fields, they're not going to get 121 anymore. They're going to get 79. And you know who's 80 right now? Hideki Matsuyama. So if Hideki just spent two weeks at home because he couldn't get in these other fields, well, then he's going to show up at some places that he wouldn't necessarily have shown up. It's better for those other fields if the designated fields are shorter. Never would have thought of that in a million years. Uh, So this wasn't the players in these events saying, hey, we need smaller fields so we make more money. These were the other fields saying, no, no, you know, we need a little help. 
Here's the other thing that does. If number 79 is going to be the best guy you get at Valspar, well, then you got to go a little farther down the list. Valspar is going to play 144 players. Uh, they might even play 156, but I think it's 144. We don't have enough daylight. They are after the change, but the days aren't long enough yet. So they're going to play 144. Uh, they'll get somebody inside the top 78 no matter what. I want to say Jordan and Justin have already committed to it. But nonetheless, you understand we're basically starting at around 80th with, with a couple of exceptions. Well, now you're going to go down farther. If you, were, if you had the 200th card, you weren't getting in a whole lot. Unless, of course, 1 through 80 aren't coming. In which case, your number at 200 gets a whole lot better and you're getting more starts out of it. So all of a sudden, those cards are worth more. Now you've got three tries in a row to try to get into these, these designated events. So that guy that came through Q School and got card number 200 that, that got maybe two starts on the West Coast is going to get more starts next year and can do more with those starts. And he's doing it for the first couple times against fields that aren't as deep, or at least they aren't, you know, they aren't as, well, it's not, that's not true, they're not as star-studded. But what does he care? Ryan Brem won Puerto Rico last year. And Ryan Brem played his way into Bay Hill this year. He's not defending in Puerto Rico because he's playing for $20 million this week instead. That's the story they create with this. Okay, so you got to look a little deeper. That's, what, uh, that's, that's the, as good a look at it as I can possibly give you. Do you think, okay, I, I, I get it, and I think it's gr- better for the players, it's better for the – how the sponsors feeling about that though? The, the guy, the, you know, the companies are spending all the money, and they may not be getting but ten percent of one through eighty. That well, that's the what needle. we just. But that's, well, that's what we just said. Yeah. The 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 idea that the designated events would be shorter fields would have come from the sponsors. John Deere wants the designated event sure. in front of it to be seventy eight players, so that you got a couple guys sitting at home that couldn't play that are waiting to play. Hey, I need to get a start. So I'm going to show up in Moline. They didn't want to. <laughs> Chris, they had to. Chris, Chris, I'm going to let you go. Take it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that seems like a, a, a stretch to me. Because if, if I... Well, if that's I'm, what Max Homa said. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm looking at as a sponsor and I'm putting out, you know, however many millions of dollars and what you're telling me is my best shot is I get to have number 80. The, I get to have number 80. And oh, by the way, you get to have the guys 195 to 200. How excited yeah. are you? I'm like, oh, mm, be- better than gee, when thanks. it started at better than when it started at. Well, you get to have 145. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. 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 And that, that, that is, you're exactly right, Chris, but that's the landscape we're in. If we're going to try to bring the stars together more often, then we have essentially created two tours. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I agree. And, and everybody involved understands that. And you can say you like it. You can say you don't like it. The fans, if you have access to one of those designated events, you're going to love it. If your tour event in your city is one of those other ones, you're not necessarily going to love it. No. Uh, but, yeah. and so, so then the question is for the other events, well, who do you want? Do you want to see 79 or do you want to see 145? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So the big issue and the one that I think they might move on, in this memo they said these designated events are going to have no cut, 78 players, no cut. He said, again, 70, between 70 and 80, but it's going to be 78. No cut. Uh that has all the live the live bots losing their minds. See, we're, you know, you're look, you're copying us. The tour itself even said they put out a tweet: imitations is a serious form of flattery. I think you're going to see movement on that. I think they might throw a cut in. Now, what kind of cut are you going to make if you're starting with 78? I don't know. Uh, cut to the low 50. Uh, the point is, if you had weekend tickets and John Rom shows up because John Rom was told to show up. Uh, you don't want John to mail it in. You want to make sure that you can see John Rahm on Saturday. All right, that's nice, but I don't know that we care. That, you know, that, that, I, I think having a cut's more important than ensuring John's still there on Saturday. What would, what would having a 54-hole uh, cut do? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that I, might help. And any cut, you already. The thing is, you're already going to make a weird cut. Right. Say if you've got 78, you're going to cut to low 50. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's the low 50 and ties. 
which means it wouldn't be strange at all to have 64. Yeah, I was going to say 68. <laughs> yeah. You literally could be sending 10 players home. Yeah, well, that's what I, yeah I mean, I think an interesting concept would be a 54-hole class. Yeah, I like that idea. And, and, and you know, then, but then, then the, the other guys would probably say, well, see, we're playing 54-hole tournaments. Now you're turning this in. You know, it's, you know here's a guy. <laughs> so it's all yep. a bunch of, uh, you know. Yep. So the timeline on this, Tuesday morning. They're going to have a players-only meeting. John McGinnis believes there will be yelling and screaming in this players-only meeting at the Players' Championship, 7.30 a.m. I will not be there. No? <laughs> no, I'm not a player. <laughs> I'm not invited. <laughs> walking around outside? Been there, done that. <laughs> no, Jr. I'm going to be over at Dogwood. We got nine ten seven on on Tuesday morning. <laughs> I'll be I'll be heading down to TPC on Tuesday. Why? Going down to go see the event for a day. Let's play some are golf. You going to, are, you going to, are you going to the players' meeting? <laughs> yeah, they, they got me in. They, they wanted my opinion, you know. And why wouldn't they? Exactly. So. so no. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the situation, Chris. You've heard it all. Yeah. Okay. Do you think we're going to see any changes between this memo and what actually gets announced? I believe what's actually going to get announced is going to get announced on Wednesday. Yeah. So if Johnny feels like there's going to be gnashing of teeth, I think we'll have some change. But yeah. I, th- I think, you know, the, the framework is here. They tweak it a little bit here or there. But a tweaking is yeah. probably in order. I mean, yeah. I So why do you love live so much? <laughs> as, I was reading, as I was reading all the qualifications to get in, I think, you know, it kind of creates a week 18 in the NFL <laughs> where if that team ties and they're in, they're out, you know, I, and that can be trying interesting. To make, trying to make a wild card. Yeah, yes, I, think, I exactly. think that does add excitement well, to who can be yeah. in the field. You have some of that. Last week, Chris Kirk, University of Georgia's own Chris Kirk, was not in this, would not have gotten in this field. He wins the Honda Classic and now he's in. Right. Yep. Uh, you're taking the top three guys between designated events. So if there's three events, you basically create a little sp- Three money list. The top five guys in points in those three events get into the next designated event. Right. You could Monday qualify for one, and all of a sudden, three weeks later, be playing with Tiger mm-hmm. at Riviera. No, I like the aspect of that. I do. I think it's it, it is exciting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it certainly yeah. has its the pluses. Designated, I agree. The designated events to me are outstanding. I think it's great for golf, and I don't think there's any argument there. I just think. What happens to the non? That's, yeah. I think that's the concern. Yep, that's where I would. Other than that, I have. I think it's great for golf. <clears throat> yep. All right. So we'll uh, we'll continue to gnash on that when we come back. Brian Nelson from the Georgia State Golf Association is going to join us. Uh, we'll find out how the GSGA fits into this designated event schedule. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jr. I dare you to just throw that at him. <laughs> Because he does not know that's coming. I could, I could do that. You know me. I'm, just I'm, I, I, I just ask him. <laughs> he's probably, he's ask probably him listening state, right now, though. Ask him if the State Am's going to become a designated event. There you go. Perfect. Love state Am's at Rivermont. All right, we'll take a break. It's uh, the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. To me, this is 1980, and we've gone back to New Coke. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, Kurt Kitayama is leading the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard. He is also leading in driving accuracy. So there's a bunch of guys launching bombs out there at Bay Hill especially when they catch the downwind holes. Uh, but Kurt Kitayama is driving it straighter than anybody else, and he's leading the golf tournament. You rarely see that. Uh, one potential reason why, his caddy, Bryson's old caddy, Tim Tucker. Remember the guy that used to have to help Bryson doing barometric pressure and all that? <laughs> well, you know, here's a guy. <laughs> That's who is caddying now. For, for Kurt Kitayama, and how much easier does he have it when they just get out to the ball and he's like, yeah, you get 45 front, 52 hole. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> what do you think? Nine iron? Yep, I think it's a nine. 
<laughs> well, what's the air density? I don't know. <laughs> but, I, but I bet you it's a nine iron. Yeah. <laughs> That's who's driving. Brought to you by Ray Judicek. Uh I admired what Tim did. I mean, that Tim Tucker just, guys, he, he embraced what Bryson was asking him to do. He was well compensated for it. I don't know that I could have gotten as deep into that as Tim Tucker did. Yeah, that's a lot of math to be out there on the golf course way, trying to figure out way above wind my direction, pay scale. barometric pressure. Way above my pay scale. Yeah. yeah. And Brutal. Yeah. All right, we are joined right now by the Director of Membership and Handicapping for the Georgia State Golf Association. I see the Georgia PGA's logo next to him also. We'll figure out who he actually works for. It's Brian Nelson. Oh, I see, because he's a PGA of America member, but he works for the Georgia State Golf Association. Brian, welcome to the welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good morning, Brian. Doing great. Chair, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Great to have you on this morning. And you got to say hello to Chris Mascaro. He does a podcast, <laughs> Brian. It's called Next on the T. He also does one. <laughs> oh, never mind. He loves <laughs> live and lives love. <laughs> never mind. Hi, Brian. He doesn't actually do that one. <laughs> but it's uh, coming. <laughs> all right, Chris, we will let you start at the top with uh, with Brian Nelson. Brian and I, Brian's been in the business a long time, uh, friend of the show, love this guy. Uh, Chris, you can start with him. All right. Brian, talk to us about the GSGA and membership and how people can get involved. Okay. Uh, We've got over 350 uh, GSGA member clubs, so the easiest way to join the GSGA is through one of those clubs. Uh, And the main thrust of that is to uh, get a GIN number, which allows you to post scores. And uh, even out the playing field when you're playing, uh, playing a match. All right, Jr. That's a that's a subject close to your heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. First off, I just want to throw Brian a quick bone because uh, Brian Brian's the best. You know, when I set up tournaments and stuff, he's always there. I used him a lot this past week in the tournament at Dogwood that uh, was kind of a special a special event to put into the computer. But yeah, I mean, I think Brian, the challenges that you face in a day. I mean, as far as with the membership and tournaments and everything that you do. I think you obviously you do a great job. What's what's your biggest challenge to take what you do to the next level? I mean, to you know, with the handicapping, all the changes that came about in the past couple of years and everything. What's the biggest challenge for you? I think the main thing is getting golfers to post scores on the day that they play, uh, because that's going to allow a couple different things to kick in. Which would, one is a playing conditions calculation. So on a given day. Uh, at a course, all the scores are posted uh, over the, overnight. The computer, the algorithms that are present there, look at all the scores that are posted, and they could adjust the, the golfer's differential up or down depending on the scores that were posted on that given day, uh, which will ultimately affect the handicap index. And also by posting scores that same day, uh, your handicap index gets updated the next day. Yeah, that's one of the biggest differences with the change. It does update every day now. Before it used to be twice a month. So yeah, that I think the handicap now is current, and that's why I think it is very important for everybody to post their scores on a daily basis, not uh, five at a time. And we have a lot of people in our case at our club that don't post scores at all. <laughs> and do, yeah, don't don't we, BK? <laughs> <laughs> or. They just post complete fiction. Brian Nelson, our guest from the Georgia State Golf Association. That that wasn't a throwaway comment. Brian's going to have something to say about it. The ability to post complete fiction fiction is actually part of the handicap system. Brian, tell us about the the process of peer review and and why is it that after all of these years the USGA still says no? We're going to give you the opportunity to cheat. If you want to cheat, you can do it. Well, you know, golf's a, a game of integrity, Brian. So at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're hoping that golfers do the right thing. But obviously, you know, you play enough events at the club to know that that isn't always the case. Um, but, yeah, peer review is out there. Uh, there's a great uh, the GSJ mobile app, my GSJ mobile app that you can download. And you can also look up, you know, competitors or, or friends, if you want to call them, in the, in the, as you play golf with them and see the scores that are being posted. Clubs have handicap committees in play just for that purpose. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier about you know posting five scores at a time. 
uh, that's going to set up a red flag that you know something may not be going uh, quite uh, quite the way it should there. So right. um, you know it's important to post them every day uh, when you play around, but obviously you are going to have those those people that are going to are going to you know push the system. One of the one of the changes too, Brian. That I think explain explain to the people you know when the system changed how the max people can take on a hole on a score or score on a hole now compared to what it used to be because I think a lot of people get confused in that area. Yeah, and that's uh, that's where kind of the app comes in play too. Where if you were to post your score after a round and just put in your gross score that you made in every hole, uh, the system knows who you are, knows your handicap index knows what that converts to uh, to a course handicap based on the tees you're playing, and it will limit the maximum score per hole to be a double bogey, a maximum of a, a, a net double bogey, that is. So if you're a 10 handicap uh, on the stroke index stroke index on the scorecard, the maximum you can take on those score, those holes that are stroked 1 through 10 would be a triple bogey, which in essence becomes a net double bogey. In the past, uh, I believe the before we had the world handicap system come into play, if you were zero to nine handicap, the maximum score was a double bogey in any hole. Ten to nineteen was a seven. Uh, Twenty to twenty-nine was an eight, and so forth. So it has changed. Um, so it's important to know what your course handicap is uh, for the the tees you're playing on that round. But again, if you post your girls' score after the round, you know through the mobile app, it will adjust it for you automatically. That's great. Brian, when people go out and join the GSGA, talk about the benefits that come along with joining. Okay. The main benefit we've been, been kind of talking about has been the, the GIN number. So if you are uh, if you have been a, GIN, a, a GSGA member before and you go to renew your handicap, you're going to want to make sure that GIN number is in play. Uh, so that, that way it keeps your score history intact when you do renew. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, playing opportunities, the competitions. Um, you know, Brian mentioned the state am. Uh, there's men's events, senior events, super senior events, women's events, and we have a GSJ Junior Tour that that has competitions for juniors all across the state. Uh, there's also member play days um, that you can take advantage of. Maybe get access to a golf course you might not normally be able to play. Uh, if you play with your your buddies, you can play whatever tee you want. It's just a fun day of competition out there. Uh, we also do have some one-day series, uh, which are net events. So that's where you're uh, having a gin number, you know, comes into play with that handicap index. So and there's uh, we have a members, member perks program that offers discounts for both golf and, and non-golf um, products as well. So it sounds like the Georgia State's getting into the designated tournament arena. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe uh, we'll have to send a contingent down there for that Monday for that meeting. I think, yeah. I think it's we Tuesday. Need to be involved. I think we, it's Tuesday. Georgia State needs to be involved, Brian. You need to get down there. Well, we get Eddie down there Monday. To, we're there in time. You know, we're there early. Exactly. Any truth to go. the rumor that the State Am at Rivermont is going to be a designated event? Is there any truth to that? Tell us. Tell us, Brian. Tell us. Uh, we can't announce anything officially yet, but uh, <laughs> for soon. I love this guy. Yes. org is the website. Brian Nelson, well done. We appreciate your time, man. You're a good sport. Well, thanks a lot. Have a great weekend, guys. All right, Brian. Thank you. Uh, See you, Brian. You it's Brian Nelson. Uh, and Jr. You mentioned you you worked with him. He helps you out with tournaments. It is he's the perfect guy for that. He's Absolutely. got that very calm demeanor. Oh. Uh, this this is what it is. Yes. You know, there's, he doesn't doesn't get emotional about it. Oh, no, this is that. Well, then this is how we do that. Period. Well, yeah, and I want to throw that out. At, you know, if any of my fellow professionals are listening and running a tournament, and with you know with the golf genius system, he knows it inside and out. You call him. I mean, if if he doesn't take your call, he calls you back within five minutes. It doesn't matter what time of day he does. He does, Brian. He's the perfect guy for that. He walks you through it. Is invaluable. I agree. Yeah, and Chris, I've had so many conversations over the years with uh, with GSGA folks and USGA folks on this same topic, pressing them because, man, you just hate it when you're playing. Like I, I don't play in net events anymore. You just can't. There's, no. there's just too much fiction going on the in fiction that Fiction division, I, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I'm going to get like 
two shots. I can't, you know, the, the net winning score is going to be like 63. For me to shoot 63, I got to shoot 65. I can't do either of those things. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so that it becomes a problem. And so, I, you know, I'll, there's angst there. And they've always clung to that. And I respect that. Hey, look, if you want to cheat the system. You're going to have the opportunity to cheat the system. No different than if you hit your ball in the woods, you're going to have the opportunity to go find a ball and claim it's yours, even though it's not yours. You can cheat at this game. And what makes it great is we can all cheat at this game. And we just don't. Yeah. I agree. Well, to your point, I mean, there's nothing worse than going into a tournament in a bad mood when you're pulling into the parking lot because you know things aren't set up right. You know, and, and you're going to find guys that, you know, the winning score is going to be 56 because they birdied every all. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't want to ever, you know, thank thank God I've been blessed, you know, that, you know, that I do still play a fairly decent game of golf. And Brian, I know you play well. And yeah, I don't I don't want to play with a handicap. I mean, if I play with a handicap, I you know what? I'm not probably going to play golf anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd tee it up against anybody on the tour and not take any shots. They're going to beat my behind in day in and day out, and I'm good with that. It wouldn't matter to me if I if they gave me six shots and I beat them or whatever. That doesn't mean anything. I didn't beat them. I mean, yep. You know, it's like playing basketball against uh, Manute Bowl. I get to shoot to a three foot basket, and he's shooting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> interesting it analogy. Doesn't matter. Yep. That's so. Yeah. No. I just the handicap system is great, and I think it it's very valuable to the people that can't you know play golf. You know, it, it, it at a good pace, and, it, and they can compete. But yeah. you know, I think Brian's point was taken very well that it's set up to cheat if you want to cheat, and that's why I just that's it's a yeah. game of honor. Well, it is, and you don't want to end up with a bunch of guys that want to cheat, right? I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, for crying out loud, play the golf course, play the tournament, play it right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, there's nothing more demotivating getting into a tournament. When you find out, you know, your team's clicking along, you feel like you're doing really well, and, you know, you get a bunch of guys that are sandbaggers that the next thing you know, they're, you know, like I say, 16, 18 under par. Right. Come on. And, th- and, those, events, fun, and but... those events are out there. They're called charity events where they're selling mulligans or selling string. They're doing all kinds of different things for the charity, and that's great. If you want to yeah. cheat in those, then go ahead and cheat because your handicap's probably not correct. But if you're playing in a member event or playing in a Georgia State event with a handicap – and your handicap's not correct because you don't post correctly, or so be it in other areas where you can cheat legitimately. Yeah. Then you know that that's not what it's about. That's not, and 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 Brian should really stop doing that. That's <laughs> it's just it's, you know, just, it's just not necessary. You think yeah. you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the talk of the handicap situation literally melted my radio box. <laughs> that's how I, infuriating I find it. I, I know you do. <laughs> Been there, done that, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, the guys at the World Am, by the way, they have the best system. They have, you know, we've got 5,000 people playing. So a lot of these weird handicap instances that happen one in 5,000 times, uh, well, they have that. That's once a day for them. You know, that's it's no big deal. But they're, they're the world's leaders in this. They've developed some great formulas. They've got some of the great statistics. And, you know, you're, you're going to shoot your handicap your best out of five rounds. And in competition, it's even it's even more rare than that. Of course, they got guys that are going to come do it five days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, back in the day when you did play on that Golf Channel tour, I mean that. I still like, do, but that seemed like that was pretty legit as far as the people playing in the handicap divisions and that, if I remember correctly. And I know you don't, but what was the stigma well, there? They still do what they do, which I think is great. At least it's just a bigger margin of error. They uh, they put you in a flight. You're within a, you're in a flight with folks that are within five shots of you, okay. and then there's no shot. There's no strokes inside your flight. Right. Uh, it may even be only four See, strokes I, of you. I'm all for that. I think yep. that's yeah. great. Yeah. So you got to cheat pretty good to miss it by more than four shots. If you're if you're an eight and you're playing with the you know you're playing with the uh, uh, which way would help you if you're an eight and you're playing with the twelves. Right. You know, then you've done some pretty significant cheating right. <laughs> to get there <laughs> for a long time. Um, right, right. I've had issues with that but at that, the club. You know, where when I flight the handicap flights, they and then they get their handicap within the flight because I've done it. Like you said, I feel if you're in a flight, you're you're handicapped if you're in that flight, and you're not going to have that big a discrepancy. And they say, well, we should still get our handicap because it's that's how that's how we got into that flight. And I'm like, 
I don't look at it that way. But it doesn't matter, right? They, that's that, so that's what they do on what is now the USAM tour. Okay. You play in your flight with no strokes. That's perfect. In your yep. flight, it's much better, right? Yes. Uh, everybody's the same size within within four shots, and uh, you know for for stroke play. Where there is no maximum, you know, anything can happen. Just keep the wheels on it, and, you know, you're probably going to do okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah, our, our club championship at Dogwood is right before the World Am. And so I always take a picture of the uh, Dogwood, of the of the fiction side leaderboard, <laughs> and I bring it down and I show it to them. I'm, they always want to see it, too. They're like, All right, well, give me that. Uh, we got guys... Bettering their handicap by five and six shots two days in a row in competition, and the guy, they just shake their heads. No, that's now, not right. Now, now, in, now, in some defense of that, though, Brian, the guys that don't ever shoot anywhere near their handicap on the high end is because they don't play by the rules when they play correctly. They don't put everything out. So now they get out there and they got to make four I love footers. seeing people get burned that way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and now yeah. they get out there. I got to make a four footer. I've never putted a four footer this year, you know. So it, yeah. it does work both ways. But in your, you know, to your defense, yes, we we all know how it works. Well, I just show them the picture, and they uh, they get a good chuckle out of that every year. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, they they'll point at names. I'm not going to mention names. They'll point at them. No. No, no, probably not. No, no, no. And isn't it funny? <laughs> These are the higher handicap flights. The scores are just keep getting lower and lower. It's like, man, these, oh, yeah. these people that can't play, boy, they, they're tournament players, baby. <laughs> they, you got to play in a tournament. tournament players. That's right. Brings out the best in them. Yeah. So uh, that's the, that's the it's a different use of peer review. So you can cheat, and we're going to make fun of you on the radio. That's peer review. That's right. There you have it. Anonymously, we'll make fun of you on the radio. They know who they, they are. The pictures. They know who they, they are. Who they are. Yeah. So so does everybody else too. True. True. Uh, by the way, that's true. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll catch up. Uh, Chris tried to bring something up last week, and we didn't get to it. And I wish we did. Uh, because there's some really cool things going on on the PGA Tour champions. Thankfully, it's not going to happen this week, so we didn't miss it. We'll tell you what we're talking about next. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. No, 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 probably not, no. Atlanta's best golf experts right here on Atlanta's Golf Station. Now more of the Golf Show on Atlanta's Sports Station, the Fan. All right, welcome back. It's the Golf Show on the Fan 680-93.7 FM. J.R. Ross, Chris Mascaro, Adam Crooks, Cullen Madden. It's a cast of thousands. By the way, boys, uh, you may be doing it alone next week. Uh-oh. Where are you headed? Well, I'll be doing the Players' Championship. <laughs> Didn't we cover this? Uh, no, but I thought maybe you, you were going to parts unknown. I thought, I thought Chris, maybe Liv hired you. Was was Jr. here earlier? No, Chris. Can no. you? I'm not Colin on the just, app right now. <laughs> Cullen just cut in his voice. He was running a little late. Okay, you know what? Cullen could do that. He it was just, it was just uh, digital Jr. all day because we fired him. <laughs> Thank you for that. Hey, Adam, I'll give you credit. We fired Jr. Uh, so that's good. Guys, that is good. You guys may be doing it on your own next oh. week, uh, doing the Players' Championship, and just depending on the weather and what time we start and the size of the cut, uh, pretty good chance they're going to be hitting golf balls between 9 and 10 a.m. Okay, Eastern time enough. next Sunday. Uh, so, so we're going to run amok? We get to run amok in the studio? Oh. We get to run amok. Oh. It is Easter Sunday next. No, 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 not Easter, no, no probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. That's that's the list of things we want to talk about, and that's Brian's response to the list of things that, that we put on the outline for the show next week. No. Well don't cover that. Well, I no, know you're gonna to want to talk about you're gonna I don't say that. You talk about whatever you want. Uh, you can just be wrong about it. <laughs> turtle. Here's some talk about turtles. Here's something there's something that you were right about. Uh, and you, you tried to give us the heads up. We just never got to this. Uh, Make sure you cut this, ago, Cullen. That's right. <laughs> Bernard Langer uh, won the Chubb Classic, and he got to career PGA Tour champions victory number 45. That ties Hale Irwin. Third on the list is Lee Trevino with 29. 
So it's 45 wins, you go all the way down to 29. They're tied right now. This is the greatest record on the senior tour, Chris, and we've got a tie. It doesn't look like Langer's going to get him today because he's, uh, he's a little too far back with one round to play. But it's unbelievable what he's doing out there. Yeah, at 65 years old. I mean, my goodness, this guy is just a German machine. It's amazing what he's doing out there for crying out loud. I mean, I, I you know, I, I was never a huge Bernard Longer guy when he was playing on the on the regular tour, but I'm all about the Bernard now. I mean, goodness gracious. I good just, for him. I hope he breaks it. Chris, I know you're you're extremely good at these things. Have you looked to see how many events has he played in though compared to Hale Irwin and I know when Lee Trevino was playing they weren't playing as many events back yeah. then in fairness, but how many? I don't know. He's That's a, a mar- and he's a marathon man out there too. He doesn't miss many. Weeks. No, he does not. I mean, and he's always in contention, even yes. when he's not winning. He's still in the you know top five. Absolutely. Or 10. So yeah, at sixty five years old, you know when you think about who's the guy to beat out on the championship tour, it's Bernard Longer. Well, you made the and comment three four years ago. He was in the final group right? of the Masters. Right. This guy is just a tremendous player. I couldn't be happier for him, and he seems like such a nice guy. From the guys that I talk to out on the Champions Tour. They all really like him. This guy Nobody, is just a oh. German machine. They, no, no one has a bad thing to say about Bernard Langer, so I'm all about him. Yeah. I hope he breaks it. He does pronounce it Langer, by the way. Um, but Langer. other than that, yes. Man, <laughs> completely agree. Uh, completely agree. And you know, he tied. Here, how about this? Uh, great article over at PGATour.com about it. Yep. Uh, he became the oldest winner of any PGA Tour sanctioned event Two years ago, when he was 63, he was the oldest winner. He, he then became the oldest winner three more times. He's won three times since he won as the oldest winner. Uh, he's tied with Hale Irwin. JR, I think it's a great question. There's no question Hale didn't play as much as Bernhard. Right. Uh, but Hale played a lot, and they both had one thing in common. They were both in tremendous shape. They didn't lose a lot of time to injury. Correct. And, uh, Correct. Just you know, dominating. And if, if you think about him, he comes to mind is the shape he's in, Bryant. You mentioned Gary Player obviously comes to mind because he's the epitome of the workout machine, you know, as far as physical fitness. And I can I see Bernhard doing the same push-ups thing. push-ups yesterday. <laughs> That's right. That's JR, right. I just That's right, Gary. my bike. That's right, Gary. So I, I rode see... my bike to the moon. <laughs> I can see Bernhard pulling that same feet off, you know, doing the same yeah. thing as Gary did. Yep. I bench-pressed Bernhard 17 times <laughs> last night. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Oh, he didn't oh, like it's it. not right. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Oh. Uh, so there's that. Chris, uh, you were trying to give us the heads up that it could have happened that week, yes. and it did happen. And it did. So. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, and I'll be talking to Gary Player today. in a couple of, in uh, a week. So I'm looking forward to that. He, well, he was he's just on right now. <laughs> he's just on. I mean, he's... Now I'm very excited to be on the podcast. There he is with again. Because I love live and I live love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gary. <laughs> wow. You take uh, it where you can get it. Yeah. True. You know, when I was chatting with Tiger down there at the Father Son at the PNC, mm-hmm. he was telling me all kinds of things about Gary Player that I didn't know. Uh, Gary sure. Player, uh, well, no, but just uh, <laughs> there were events that Gary Player were, was getting death threats because of some of his stances against apartheid. And the, so, really? so Tiger's telling me this out on the golf course. Yeah. And, of wow. course, Tiger appreciated that. He was standing with Lee Elder, and uh, he was getting threats. Hey, you tell him uh, just all kinds of things, and there's books written about it. So, so he tells me that out on the golf course. Then I come in, and sure enough, in the clubhouse, because it's the PNC, there's Gary. And I'm like, hey, Gary, Tiger was just telling me about this. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> it was every week. Uh, he, he was in contention. I want to say the PGA Championship at Bell Reeve that he won uh, was getting death threats that week. I, I never heard that story. Yeah. Those, you know, there, and, and there's, there's a guy. <laughs> no, he, I mean... Obviously not underrated because he's won the Grand Slam, but I tell you, as far as that, he is underrated. What he's done in his career is incredible. Yeah, it is. Chris, get him to talk about that. I will. Get him to talk about that and bring it in. Okay. Because we need to hear that.
Yeah, for sure. And he talked. He's told me in the past about being in contention and people throwing stuff at him on the greens, throwing golf balls yes. at him really? while he's trying to putt. Oh yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Get him to do it again, because and, and make sure he understands. For he, I don't know how much he cares, but <laughs> it resonated with Tiger. Like Tiger was appreciative. He's telling me as with tons of admiration in his voice. So. Uh, Tell him. I can't wait to hear Gary talk about that on your podcast next on the T. There you go. Whenever that comes up, wherever you get your podcasts. Perfect. Will when do. did you say it was coming up? When are you talking to him? Uh, we're going to record next weekend. And it'll be in the podcast park, which is brought to you by uh, something that I'm probably not allowed to say. Like a beaver <laughs> coming of Toyota. We appreciate it. Thanks, so Buck. It. <laughs> Thank you, Buck Baloo. <laughs> That's the longest Cullen has waited because he could see it coming, and he waited, and he waited, and he waited, and there it was. <laughs> uh, all right, our right, thanks to uh, to Brian Nelson for uh, for coming on the program uh, next week. Who knows? Maybe these guys by themselves. No Tiger in the field next week. Couldn't get it going. We will see him at the Masters, though. Mark it down. Adam, Cullen, Chris, Jr. Thank you so much. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Enjoy your day. I'm anti-turtle. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.